This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the podcast where if you hear that the hosts are in each other's pants, you can't tell if they've swapped clothes or if they're finally banging. I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont, and with me is my lovely co-host who might be wearing pants, Alice Vaughn. Alice, what's the state of your pants right now? Off. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Has anyone worn pants since uh, the beginning of 2020? No, no. I think it's partially because of the election and partially because of COVID and we're just using the pants as masks. I wasn't told about this and I, for the first time, did put on pants for this podcast and now I feel vastly overdressed. Oh, man. (laughs) To be fair, I'm only wearing leggings and that's the closest I've gotten to pants in a very long time. And we have a wonderful guest today. I mean, to be fair, Sherry, you go to work without pants on generally. Yeah, so it's like, it's kind of like a fun day to have the pants on. It's a variety. It's like a dress up. Yeah. Does it feel different in your, in, in your parts? Behind your knees, of course, is what I'm talking about. Well, you know, I, I'm not an underwear girl, and these are very loose pants. So ah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost nude. Best of both worlds. Yes. <laughs> so, audience, we have Sherry DeVello on the show with us today. Uh, so uh, if you don't know who she is, she is adult actress, MILF extraordinaire. Oh, and apparently a Dungeons & Dragons player. This makes me so happy. The most serious part. Finding this out made me more turned on than anything else about her. I'm so thrilled. Oh, now now I'm also like, how can I get a third game going and do you need someone? So <laughs> we have someone who we kind of want to replace in our Thursday night group if you have if Thursdays are open. Uh, you know, our Thursday group moved to Wednesday. <gasps> so So we have, let's see, uh, a philosophy professor, two analytical chemists, one organic chemist, and like it's just it's a group of very nerdy people who would love you. Yeah, I feel like I don't think you can have a group of Dungeons and Dragons players that aren't very nerdy. So, so yeah, respect. Yeah, just it's the level of nerd is high. Like, it's, I just when you have an actual like tenured philosophy professor in your group, like, yeah, you've you've nerded level up. I love that. We so. have someone that works for SpaceX. We have, you know, it's yeah, nice. Oh yeah, like yeah, nice. yeah. No, n- nerds don't mess around. That's for sure. I didn't it's, know you had Elon Musk in your group. I wish, right? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> if you see me driving a Tesla, you'll know what happened. <laughs> I like it. I like it very much. I, I incurred Elon Musk's wrath one day from, uh, I had a friend who worked for Tesla and we borrowed one of the, because co- when you have a friend in the engineering department, you get to borrow a company car occasionally. Ah. I, I took a picture from inside the car. I asked permission from the friend who worked there. He did not understand what I was asking and he didn't know what I did for work. And my work is science writer with a whole lot of followers on on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Elon saw the tweet and there was an email sent immediately to the entire engineering department. Yeah, there was yelling. Somehow my friend did not lose his job and we were still shocked. No, he's dead serious. Uh, I got to take a tour of SpaceX with us, actually with my Dungeons and Dragons group. And one of the workers there was a fan and asked for a picture. And my friend had to stop it immediately because you can't take pictures 
inside. They had to wait and we had to go all the way outside after our tour and take it far away from the building. Like oh, they are wow. not messing around. Like I'm not surprised about that at all. Like I, I should have known better. It's that thing where like my friend said, yeah, go ahead. And I just, I should have fucking, duh. but like your friend said, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Part of my brain was like, maybe he didn't anyways, but like the nutty thing was, and here's how I, I should have, I didn't know how nuts the everything around Elon Musk and everything around SpaceX and Tesla was. There were two articles about my one tweet because people were like, because it, it was a picture of the dashboard and I didn't right. know there was anything new in the dashboard and it was part of their like, there were only tiny little things that were new and I guess it was part of their next generation of, you know, automated stuff with the driving. And like I said, I had no clue, <laughs> no clue what right. I was looking at. And they're like, and like some people uh, were, were speculating on maybe they released this picture to try to take away, you know, to try to distract from the stocks going. I'm like, no, I'm just a moron wow. who took a picture because my friend was distracted while he was driving. And probably if he hadn't been distracted from the traffic, he would have been like, no, please don't take a picture. <laughs> so That's crazy that you spurred on so much gossip too. Like in terms of Elon world, two articles is very little gossip, but like still like the fact that there were even two articles, I'm like, God damn it. Articles. Yeah. People, articles, people, not just like random tweets yeah. or someone saying this it's, like articles. Yeah. Like two, <laughs> two people had to sit there and write and put them through editors and people read them and re like, really? For a fucking, yeah. for a, yeah, that's how like how fervent the cult of Elon is. We got way off oh, topic yeah. with this cult of Elon. <laughs> Yeah. conversation. Now there's going to be an article about this podcast. It's good. So we job. finally yeah. know who this person is and how the tweets happened. Oh no! Oh man. It's uh, Now Elon's really going to be mad that I talked about it. Come for me, yeah. Elon. Yeah. Elon, Both come on the podcast uh. so we can talk about it. Yeah. 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 He won't say anything to us. We're not Azalea Banks. We're not killing uh. chickens in closets with him on, um, on shrooms. Yet. Killing so, chickens in closets. Look, I'm just, oh, no. I'll, I'll get the mushrooms. We could do this. I, yeah, I have true. some. I just need to go in the other room. I totally did mushrooms on my birthday this year. And it was, look, I couldn't take a trip anywhere outside of my brain. Yeah. That's what, the reason I have them is because my best friend had a birthday during quarantine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I actually can think of nothing else to do right? for you. <laughs> I hadn't done mushrooms before. And I was like, you know, I have like, I live in, uh, in a big old commune with a bunch of crazy hippie friends. And it's like, what else are we going to do? We did DMT one day and we did mushrooms the next. Yes. Happy birthday. I finally, and this was the summer and it was like, okay, I finally have a story if I'm ever asked on Joe Rogan again. Just, you know, yeah. fingers crossed. So tell them about the mushrooms. Hippie compound mushrooms. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, look, it was a good way to, like, I did not have a bad time on my pandemic birthday. So mission accomplished. That's awesome. So speaking of things like the pandemic and election that were over. So I was on uh, Pornopedia yep. earlier on today. So first off, I didn't know Portopedia was a thing. But then again, if Wikifeet... I didn't either. And I was just going to pretend I did because I feel like I should. But I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Pornopedia. Did you see my face? Yeah. <laughs> Be like, yeah, I'm on the board of directors of Portopedia. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the review board. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an editor. Peer reviews on uh, Portopedia. You're like, I peer review the left labias only. That's my thing mm -hmm. in there. I know them. Expert. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little biased, you know, it's... It, <laughs> It's a little too porn leaning. Well, I'm left-handed, so I am a little biased. You know? <laughs> now I want to know if there's any truth to like if you're lefty, like your right boob is bigger, or if you're righty, your left boob is bigger. Like, I is there what? Well, my right foot is bigger. I'm right-handed, and my left boob is a little bigger, and my left labia yeah. is a lot bigger. 
Oh, yeah. Well, my boobs are now fake, so they're pretty symmetrical. But before that, the left one was a smidge bigger. Hmm. So maybe. Maybe all of us just have a slightly bigger left boob. We're all walking around just a little lopsided. Mine are still in development. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I was born with nipples that were outsized to the rest of the boob, and I'm just waiting for the boobs to show up into the nipples. One day. One day. I like big nipples, though. I don't feel like there can be an outsized. Like... More nipple, why complain? It's funny. I was when I was younger, I had more of that of the fear of outsized nipple to boob. And like now I've had an I think it's because you have this vision of what a boob is supposed to look like when you're younger. Now I've kind of gotten comfortable with the boobs. They're good where they are. Yeah, it's like the erotic part. Yeah. I feel like more is better. Iahola ula. And like the sensitive part, I don't know. Um, Bonus. Indeed. Exactly. <laughs> you're making me feel better about my boobs. You can come back on anytime. <laughs> Just, I think women who are having issues with their bodies, now they I'm just thinking of all the larger nipples I've had, oh, and I'm yeah. like barely listening. It's, no, it's funny because like I like I was for a while I was insecure about my boobs, and then I slept with a girl who had same as me, like really big nipple to boob ratio. I'm like, oh, these are yeah. great. Why do I not like mine? Right, and you're like all about hers, and then you're like, hold up, why don't I have these same wonderful feelings about my? It's kind of like with hair, you always like what you don't have. Yeah, you have curly, you want straight, you have this, you want that. Yeah. Oh God, you said hair, and my brain went straight to hair on chest. I like that. Wait, I don't want that. You know, <laughs> Alice, maybe you just need to throw some Rogaine on and find out. She's waiting for her werewolf. <laughs> Oh, God. She's going to start reading the Omegaverse. It'll be bad. (laughs) If either of you know what I'm talking about, I'm terrified. No, I do. I totally do. I only know because of Lindsay Ellis's video on it. Who's, I don't know who Lindsay Ellis is. Okay, so Lindsay Ellis is an amazing YouTuber. She's uh, like went to film school and now, and she mainly does media critiquing on YouTube and she's hilarious and she's so, like it's, watch her and be, get smarter about the media you watch. Anyway, she's great. Yeah. Uh, but she did a critique of someone who had like done a bunch of fucking crazy DMCA takedown notices on other people who wrote in the Omegaverse. And then this girl who was critiqued oh. for sending false and, uh, sorry, allegedly, so she doesn't fucking send some to us for talking about her. This girl mm-hmm. whose name was Addison Kane, who's an author in the mm-hmm. Omegaverse, was fucking pilloried by Lindsay Ellis for sending these allegedly false DMCA takedown na- notices, then sent a uh, oh. bullshit DMCA takedown notice to Lindsay Ellis regarding her Omegaverse book. Anyways, so she was saying it was hers. Basically for reading two paragraphs from her book, sent a DMCA takedown notice to Lindsay Ellis. <laughs> It was a very odd thing. That doesn't thing. even make sense. Yeah. It was, was it just for publicity? Yeah, it, we don't even know why, but it was such a bullshit DMCA takedown notice that both YouTube and Patreon said, nah, nah. Oh, well, that's impressive because YouTube will take right? all my shit down. I'm like, I own that. I what? own that. What? What's happening? Yeah. I've never heard of YouTube saying we're not taking it down. Never mind did YouTube not well, take down. they love taking stuff yeah, down. Like, these were both, if you want to go check it out, they're Lindsay Ellis's most recent uh, two videos. And Lindsay, like YouTube both didn't take it down. And Patreon not only didn't take down the video, but they basically said, yeah, if she takes you to court over this, we'll defend you. <laughs> like we will wow. offer. Yeah. It's like. It's, That's unheard of. I know this is way off topic, but like. That's interesting though, because we we all have to deal with the takedown notices and I've never had anyone offer to back me up. I usually have to fight both parties. Oh yeah. This was DMCA abuse. Like basically if someone mentioned her, she's like DMCA notice. So 
So I have a quick question. So is Lindsay Ellis the same person as Zoe Ellis? No, no. Uh, Zoe Ellis is one of the people who was getting the DMCA notices. They're unrelated as well. Um, okay, that's what I want to just double check. Oh yeah, if they're sisters or... Lindsay talked about Zoe in the first video and then I believe talked about her again in the second to kind of clear... Th- but like, it wasn't unexpected that crazy pants Addison don't even fucking try emailing us Addison, okay? <laughs> just don't, don't even no, do No, email it. us. I want it. It's, I, I will handle this. I will send it to my lawyers. She's ready. Addison, I'm just going to tell you now. I'm just going to, I'm going to warn you about my pit bull of a partner here who I love. Like she'll come for us. She'll hurt you. She'll hurt you in ways that she'll enjoy and I'll masturbate watching her do it. It's going to be fun. I get into legal shit for fun. All right. So anyways, but yeah, the Omega versus basically they're like, if we want to get into a quick discussion of erotica versus porn, Omega versus quote erotica. (laughs) It's okay. Let's describe what it is for our audience who's never heard of it. It's you want to get fucked by an alpha wolf. Here's an alpha wolf to be like, I am your alpha and you want to be fucked by me. And it's very like, if you don't, it like, it's also kind of like werewolves if men turned into werewolves and also got pregnant. I don't read a lot of like romance, but I have a friend who's a romance writer and a very avid reader. And she said that's a huge category in romance yeah. right now. The transformation the to all kinds of different animals, oh, not yeah. just werewolves. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a big genre. And basically this crazy bitch Addison Kane is, so, sorry, alleged crazy bitch Addison Kane is like, I invented a whole subgenre of this and anyone who uses these kinds of characters. Oh, <sighs> ridiculous. Okay, but that's a crazy thing. So she has, and this is why I mentioned Zoe Ellis, Zoe Ellis and Addison Kane are in this huge lawsuit. Uh, the New York Times wrote a fantastic, oh, yeah. really long piece about it. Uh, take 10 minutes of your day, go read it. And essentially, the entire premise of the lawsuit is, since Addison Kane has this whole series around, uh, based around the Omegaverse, now bear in mind, this is something that was based in fan fiction online. It's yeah. kind of like yeah. Harry Potter fan fiction. Except, imagine if Harry Potter first started online and then J.K. Rowling wrote the book Ladder. Right. That's the best way to describe it. So you have Zoe Ellis, who also borrows some concepts from the Omegaverse, writes her own content totally separate. And because Addison was kind of like the first person to write about it officially and get published. Or successfully. Successfully, correct. That's why she's trying to put out all these DMCAs and ridiculous lawsuits. Yeah. But that's even grosser, just because she was so now not only do you have a bunch of writers that really did invent it that aren't being given any credit but she the one who successfully made money on it while they didn't is trying to take even more credit yeah stop the other thing is yeah. let's let's be blunt about addison i'm so and it's funny because there was a, a podcast a couple of uh guys who talked about her on their podcast and they talked about how pretty she was while also pillorying her and also uh reading about the same amount of her work that uh Lindsay ellis did but they said how pretty she was so Addison Kane did not send them a DMCA takedown notice. So Addison, oh. Addison, I just want to be clear. You're very, very pretty. You're ve- you're the prettiest princess, Addison, who's sending bullshit, alleged bullshit DMCA takedown <laughs> notices. You're a prettiest, prettiest bitch out there. Okay, Addison, fuck off and don't even try. She's the prettiest girl sending those notices, maybe. Yeah, so yeah. go ahead. I'm, just, I'm warning you again, Addison. Go ahead, try to send. I, I'm just saying this to you. You want it. I feel like you secretly want to see the conflict. This might be my kink. I say this yeah. because, like, here's the thing: like, I write about 
assholes who are peddling bullshit for a living, people who are selling yeah. fake medicine, people who are telling Ugh. you not to vaccinate, people who are saying, take this sugar pill, it'll cure you. And I love it when these people have a breakdown on Twitter. I love it when I send, yeah. see them like getting mad at me and just like losing their shit. And watching someone like this have a breakdown and send us a DMCA takedown and watching Alice go, ah, like, like, it's like, it's a very similar fetish, I think. So all I'm saying, Addison, is you can, but it's at your own peril. So go ahead, try it. It'll be fun. It'll be a good day for us. We're, look, look. You might have an opinion on this. What do you think about all the adult performers who are peddling uh, bullshit products to men? <sighs> so we're professing oh, experts one? in our, well, we're, pro- we're, we're supposed to be experts in sex. So if we sell an erection pill or a cream that's going to make you last longer or a product that's going to increase your size, endurance, stamina, all this stuff. I mean, I feel like common sense is going to tell you it's fake, but now your favorite adult performer is saying, this is what we use. That bothers me unless it's like- It very much bothers me. And there's there's a lot of people doing it and I get Mm -hmm. it. It pays really well, but- I don't know how anyone gets away with selling snake oil. And I don't mean the girls. I I even mean the snake oil. It's also part of it is there is some level of belief in there, in my opinion, where, I mean, there's also a lot of people in the adult industry believe in holistic, natural, uh, you know, BS stuff that just doesn't work. You know, if that could be true, I could be I could be thinking that everyone knows it's bullshit, but maybe they believe it? Yeah, I mean, the placebo effect could be working on them. Some of them might think it works. Uh, The other thing is, like, you know, people... It's usually women selling products for men, though, so they wouldn't have been able to try the efficacy on themselves. Yeah, it's. I mean, some of them might go, hey, I know it works for my man, you know, and just be able to wink, nudge, get away with it. Like, it's. I mean, we did an advert a while ago for a company called Blue Chew, and like, the only reason that we felt comfortable uh, doing an advertisement for them uh, is because they sold products that had active ingredients. They had, I believe, the active ingredients in uh, in Viagra uh, and I I want to say uh, what Cialis Uh, but yeah it's like they were just it was just a way that men could you know call discreetly to take care of that if they if they so chose by the way this me mentioning this was not but you actually vetted your product yeah you know what I mean and it's like I I look at it and go I know why people are so attracted to it and it but it's also like come on guys you know what you take when you need to get hard come on ladies you know what you use when you need to get wet lube yeah Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's just, come, let's just be more honest with our audience. And I, I get it. There are things that we do when we need money. I was a shill for Splenda for a year. I So I write about, you know, food science is the other part of my yeah. gig. I was a shill for Splenda. But the thing is, I researched all the science to make sure it was safe first. I still felt. Right. And Splenda is a real oh, product yeah. that does taste sweet. So it is doing what it's supposed to do. Taste sweet, not sugar. I still felt dirty. But like, yeah. I, but like I still stand by every word that I said, you know, like it's just. Yeah. But if I were selling a penis pump and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going to gain three inches. Like, oh, I mean, sometimes people also make the assumption of, well, look, I know I'm not going to use this product on myself because I don't have the right parts for it. Mm-hmm. But if they're, you know, an established company, they have this big of a product line, they right. make X amount in sales, you know, they, they must be doing something right. It must work. A lot of people yeah. make those assumptions and it's not based yeah. on reality of whether or not the product actually works. It's the enough people are saying it, so it must be true kind of yeah. fallacy there. Right. Oh, it's probably working. Yeah. That's what I said about this podcast. It's so great. And now people actually listen to it. So many people and say it. A ton of people are saying <laughs> it. It must be true. <laughs> I don't know if a penis pump enlarges. It seems, look, don't stick your 
dick at a thing that's gonna like suck on it that's not a mouth I just it, that seems like a bad yeah. idea I think people someone who is desperate enough and that's how you get people buying into pseudoscience is desperation oh, like I have a chronic illness and for a lot of years it went improperly treated it turned out all I needed was a prescription anti-inflammatory just the correct Amazing. one uh, yeah. and went for a lot of years not be like and I tried everything like I was like I will go oh, I guess I'll that. go organic non-gmo cut sugar cut whatever I just needed the right thing and a doctor to, but like when people are desperate they'll try things they'll stick their dick yeah. in a thing that looks like it might chop Absolutely. it off they're like please just give me two more inches I just I just need to reach bottom whatever could I do but like yeah. you know instead we should tell people hey your dick's fine as it is find a woman who likes you and figure out sex with her or him you know right uh, well, whose vagina is, is loving that cock you know yeah <laughs> I think we need to focus less on the length and more on the people and that's that's yeah. not a message we send in in porn or in try to sell not at all or in trying yeah. to sell people a penis pump, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. So that said, that is one of our T-shirts. Uh, focus less on the length and more on the people. Yeah, it's very motivational, and it's so true. I always I advocate even in porn. I'm like, I wish we had a casual Friday where we work on Fridays. It should always be with men under six inches. You know, give us all a little bit of a break. Have a nice casual Friday. But no, it hasn't been taken up yet, and I don't understand why. You're like, my cervix needs a break. One day <laughs> yeah. a week. One day a week. One day a week. I demand Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> there shall be gray sweatpants and smaller penises on Fridays. <laughs> Look, I, I will still go to bat for the one man with a micro penis who I slept with who gave me the best oral sex of my life. I will still. See? I will still stand up for him. So I'm not going to mm -hmm. say his name on the air because I just, you know, he might be very sensitive about it. But I'm still, I will still stand up for his honor. <laughs> Also, yeah. ladies, our holes aren't that deep. We're talking about like what, four to six inches deep? Right. What do you use? Uh, two fingers, half the people? Like, come on. You know what I mean? When yeah. I'm doing things on my own, I don't even insert something. I use a Hitachi and stick it right on there the clitoris. So just, exactly. just saying, yeah. if you're if you're bitching about your man's length, maybe it's you. Let me rephrase that. Maybe it's the two of you. It's the Yeah, two. like communicate about learn how you orgasm. Angles. And then see what the two of you can do. <laughs> see what magic the two of you can make happen. <laughs> this has gotten into different territory than I think any of us expected. I don't know where we are, but I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like we're, what we're trying to say, gentlemen, is that your penises are probably fine. Like whatever. Yes. That was like a goofy long way to be like, we care so much less than you think. It was funny. Last night uh, I was um, chatting with my husband and a couple of our housemates and we were, a conversation came up about one of our friends who's normally one of the most like confident guys we know know. And one night when he was drunk, just started going on a ramble. Guys, I'm a grower, not a shower. Okay. It's big. I promise. It's fun. And like, to, like I said, to, one of the most confident people we know, but like mm -hmm. when the drunkenness suddenly like the fears yeah. come out and he just has to tell us all, I swear I have a big, and like no one was questioning it. No one asked. No one cared. No one worried. His like, we all yeah. knew his partner and she had never once complied. But it's like the dick right. fear comes out and it's like, guys, we love you. We care about you. We want you to feel secure in your dicks. We're sure your dick is yeah. fine. It's great. I mean, and if it's broken, go to an emergency room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of so much pressure on your dick. Oh. It's, so, oh. Sherry, quick question. Uh, mm. Don't you come from a science background as well? I could have sworn I saw somewhere on Pornopedia you were a physical therapist. I am Ooh. a physical therapist. Nice. Yes. Was and currently. Oh, yes. wow. So, <laughs> ah, nice. so how'd you get into porn? 
weird, right? I know. So I never like not necessarily thought about it. We have met people with a ton of different backgrounds who've gotten into the industry. So we love it. You know, you you think about your life and you're like, these are step A and step B and step C. I never I watched it. I enjoyed it. I was glad it was out there, but I wouldn't have even known like how do you do that? Like, how do you become a physical therapist? Well, you get good grades in high school and you get into a good, co- like, you know, you can even Google it, you know, but it, it seems so much more sketchy and nebulous. So anyway, I was a therapist and I always just had a fan, like I did swingers clubs constantly, uh, stuff like that. Very, you know, very sexual, really enjoyed being an exhibitionist. So I started doing a little bit of nude modeling <laughs> and I put it in quotes because I wasn't modeling for professionals. I was on model mayhem. Same. Both of us were on the same level. We casual photographer, there. casual me. I'm almost shocked that like I didn't end up in porn. Just hearing this, I'm like, oh my God, this was my late 20s. Yeah. You're like, wait, I've been there. Yeah. So it was like spending money though, right? They give you a few hundred bucks. You take up your clothes, you take the pictures, great, whatever. So Model Mayhem is online, sexyjobs.com, which I was also on, was online. And my current agent, OC Modeling, which is Sandra, had a bunch of headhunters scouring the sites, mm. scouring the girls' pictures. I guess they found me. They were probably emailing every girl, you know, want to do porn? Want to do, <laughs> do porn? And I'm like, it's a numbers game. What? <laughs> you know, it just blew my mind. I'm like, in Los Angeles, California? <laughs> like, I was like in Nashville going, what? No way. <laughs> you know? And so I looked at the agency and like all the girls were so pretty and like they were working for all the companies I had heard of. And I'm like, this is like a real agent. Aww. And so honest to God, what I thought literally was going to happen is it was going to be like skydiving or bungee jumping. Like you cannot say no to this in your life. You might hate it. You might love it, but you cannot be 80 years old and go, I almost like no, to me, that is unacceptable. I love this attitude. Like, I not get that opportunity and just regret it. You know, this is one of those like kind of how I live my life. I have that question in my head always of how likely is this to get me arrested versus how likely is this to give me a good story? And somewhere in the calculus of those two questions is how I make a lot of my decisions. So, oh, I was going to say uh, the uh, last question was how likely is this to give me an orgasm? I think we should add that one in too. My mind was blown. Yeah, that this could even like be a possibility. So So I really thought I would go take, you know, the five shoots that Sandra had offered me for the week and then go home and probably not come back and then just be like, look what Nana did when she was younger. (laughs) (laughs) So proud. Be so proud. You know what I mean? Like I lived. Your great grandkids find a hologram of you boning someone. Story time will be like, look at Nana. Little Kaylee and Brayden, this is what I did when I was your age. Just have a look at how snapping this pussy was back in the twenties. I mean the twenty (laughs) twenties. Oh man. No, that was my dream. But then (laughs) But then I was like, this is actually like 
more fun than I thought it would be, more of a business than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. It was more professional. It was like more interesting. Like it it had way more that I needed to explore than one week was going to give me. So then like every other month I was going for a week. And then like once a month <laughs> I was going for a week. Now I'm spending two months of every month in LA. And then I was like, I think I'm doing this. <laughs> no, like I think I'm actually now doing this full time. Like here we are. <laughs> All right, I'm moving to LA. And then it was like, I'm in. So as opposed to those tales of woe that I that I think people who don't know much about the industry here, you had like this, okay, this is great. Like this is way yeah. better than you ever could have expected. And you it just- was. I had all the same stereotypes. Is it going to be sketchy? Are there going to be like creepy men? Are there going to be drugs? Are there going to be like dirty or whatever it was? And it was like surprisingly professional and everyone was so nice. And I'm like, what? This is like awesome, awesome. Nice. Yeah. It's amazing. So you've been doing porn now for what? At least a decade. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I have to ask, I know it's been 10 years, but what's the craziest scene you've ever done? Sometimes crazy, I think of as like what I had to overcome. So it might not be as visually crazy. So like some of the crazy stories are like when they... I agreed to do this big feature. Um, I was the star. I was in like a post-apocalyptic wonderland. I was this witch. There was almost no humans left on the earth. So I was like, decided that I personally was going to like lead, you know, a band of women and forcefully repopulate the earth, even though the men were trying to kill all the rest of the women. I don't know. It was this whole thing. Oh, I I assumed you were going to go down a route of forcefully repopulate, but we only have women, but we're going to try really hard. No, there was almost no women. And so this band of like hunters come by in the Mojave and they're going to kill me. But luckily I use my wiles to initiate a gangbang. Now, the reason that's so crazy is any of the things I've already told you. (laughs) It's because it was the Mojave Desert. It was (gasps) anal, so I haven't eaten. You're prepping in a trailer because, again, the Mojave Desert and the thing you're having sex on is two by fours in the shape of a pentagram. So, like, sometimes it's the physical stuff that I'm most proud of. I'm like, I'm boss level. Look at the things that I can do. Look at the things that I can achieve. Like, I can create this beautiful art and make it look fantastic and sexual and effortless, even though all of us are, you know, going through a, a physical strain, one that we've chosen to do, but to make that look like there's not sand everywhere and that we're all having the best time ever and that we're not thirsty and that I have eaten in the past 24 hours, you know what I mean, is something that I'm proud of. Just enemying out in the Mojave. Just, yeah, I just, to me, that's real art. Yeah. And God that's damn. the stories I care about because, I mean, we've had people who say, yeah, there, I had sex on like a dumpster all the way to, uh, yeah, I almost died on set. And, you know, <laughs> having sex in the Mojave Desert, I mean, this is physical strain, you know, whether it's doing a scene where you've prepped yourself that much and you have to make it look effortless all the way to, you know, whether you're just on top of someone for 20 minutes, you have a leg cramp and you got to work through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're in your heels and you're, you know, I mean, if you think about it, what is cowgirl but doing squats eight inches off the ground in a pair of heels for 20 minutes? No wonder everyone's ass looks great. You know, but making it look like it's 
not just not effortless, but just fun. Like it's the best thing you've ever done. And faking an orgasm whilst, or sometimes yeah. having a real one and working through that shit. Yeah, well, that's actually harder. I think because when it's real, I tend to collapse oh. a little bit and then it doesn't look as good. And then the director's like, where's your head? Lift your head up. Look at the cat. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Oh, Hold on. Yeah. I guess so let the blackness and dizziness pass. Oh. Yeah. It's, yeah. I've wondered about that because I'm like, I know what I'm like. I know some of those orgasms have to be real, but I'm like, I know mm -hmm. after I come, I'm a heap for at least I'm like, I need I need water. I need 45 seconds. I need That's like the hard part. When you're like, no, you shouldn't skip a beat. Now I'm like, I've collapsed. I'm now I'm trying to, and this arm is shaking. And you're like, you know. There's those few moments where you're like, look, the, the world isn't here right now. I've gone to the other side of the curtain. I need, give me a, like, I know that they think yeah. only men do that, but no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Pushing through that has to be hard. It is. I mean, you can call cut, but I try not to too many times. And to me, even though some of the directors don't agree with this, I've just done it and I'm going to continue to do it. I'll collapse. I'll do what I want to do, even though it might not be beautiful. I may be making a stupid face. It might not be all the things that they hope it is, but I'm like, you know what? This is me. And if my audience can grow to like it, cool. If not, you know, I'm not going to keep calling cut or fake it every time. I'd rather see a performer really come personally. Yeah. Like I, it's like, yeah, and you can tell. And yeah. I think that's part of it is like, I think seeing someone coming, is like, oh, okay, I know they really had that. Like, that's yeah. a good thing for it all. I, maybe it's because women and men experience porn differently. Sometimes it's just the visual of seeing things going into things. But sometimes like it's the facial expressions and knowing, oh, you had that. Especially I don't watch a ton anymore because it's like, I know everybody and I love animated stuff a lot. I know what you um, mean. Yeah. But I, I like the faces more now than I did when I first started because especially if I vaguely know them, I, I want to see that the person I know is having a good time. And then all the secret interactions, like their exes, look at that moment of eye contact. <laughs> or like, I know these two people like each other, but they've got a girlfriend and this is almost a secret. And did you see them whisper in each other's ears? You know, they said something the camera can't hear. <laughs> or like all those like uber real moments that I don't even know if most viewers would pick up is what I like. That's a little stuff that's changed for me watching porn since we started this podcast is like, we know a decent number of people in porn. And like once we've been told, oh, this person does that, like it's now it's like, okay, when I see someone that I know or that I've heard a story about, I'm like, I'm watching for this now. And then there's other yeah. ones where it's like, I can't watch him. He thinks the earth is flat. <laughs> yeah, right? You're like, you're like, why are you that? You have such a pretty penis. Why are you so dumb? <laughs> there's there's one guy who every time my husband turns on a porn that he, he just happens to be and I'm like, please change it. I can't. Like, there's we've only come across one guy, one man and one woman like that we've mm -hmm. either met via the podcast or like come like that. I'm like, honey, please change it. I can't. You're like, no, thank <laughs> there's you. there's one yeah. porn star that I accidentally allegedly made cry that I cannot watch. <laughs> so. <laughs> After the show, on the After podcast. Show. Look, I I stand by what I said. Shame. No, I'm just kidding. I said <laughs> she deserved it. Don't worry. It's like, look. I I I was only a little mean. Like it's how. Oh, also, Sherry, you've now known us for what thirty minutes. Yeah, I, I don't feel like crying yet, so I feel huh? like we're on good footing. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Speaking of tears, uh, mm -hmm. you ran for presidency. 
I did. And it's a shame you didn't cycle. win because God damn it, we'd be in much better place right now. You know, the more I see what's happening, the more I feel like this is like could have been way more realistic than I thought. I'm like, nobody's going to vote for a porn star. You know, really, I just want to get out a voice for sex workers. I want to, you know, make a splash, get some news articles, get people to pay attention to us, humanize us. You know, I understand that neither of the parties is going to pick me. And now I'm like, if you can promise hmm. that you'll get rid of daylight savings time, I know a lot of people oh, will, I will vote for you. <laughs> Just do I that. T- you know do what? That. I will get rid of daylight savings time. That should have been your first platform. You know, I made a mistake. <laughs> Mistakes were made. It wasn't my... But, but yeah. We know enough people that can sit down and write a really fucking catchy, like, first campaign ad to get you out there for the American people. I think, like, mm-hmm. just, just you know, fuck parties. Like, just run as an independent. We'll get you there. We can do this. Yeah. Well, the only people that were... Uh, you know, I never officially ended up, like, filing to run. But the, the people that were interested was the Reform Party. Oh, man. So that, that would potentially would have been my peeps, I guess. <laughs> I've never heard of the Reform Party. Well, you know, not a lot of people want a porn star. <laughs> I believe Trump ran into, or almost, I don't know if he did, or he almost ran his reform back in like 2000. So Interesting. So they will take anyone. They'll take anyone. No, I'm totally joking. I'm totally Hey, joking. hey, hey, higher standards. You are already <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> So here's something I had no idea. Apparently, 1,214 people registered to run in the 2020 elections to the FEC. I did not know that. Officially, actually registered, you're saying. Yep. Wow. That's impressive because that's very expensive, actually. Congratulations to Kanye West for coming in fifth. Look, all I'm saying is they were not all DNC primary candidates. Oh my God. <laughs> Only half. Was Kanye wasn't even on the ballot, was he? He was in, no. in a few states, I think. Was he really? Okay, never mind. I don't believe he was. I'm trying to look back on California. I don't believe I... Like, I didn't even look. It's. I was just like, I got my person going. We're done. Yeah, you knew where you were going. Yeah, yeah. like it's. It was. It was very close call between him and John McAfee. You know, it was. I was thinking about it this time. You know, the whale sex did it for me. So, you know, that's powerful. It's, yeah. We were here's like we're friends with the person who ran his campaign last time around. So it's seriously. Yeah, Tiffany Madison's been a a buddy of mine for the like since the five minutes that I was a libertarian. Well, excuse you. Bear in mind, in the five minutes you were a libertarian, you became one of the top. 20 hottest. One of the, but then I was, again, I was declared one of the 20 hottest libertarians on the internet, but still, and that's, yeah. and that's out of the 19 libertarian women on the internet. So yeah, yeah, yeah I worked hard for that. You know, the party has some good points. Like I feel like it's really turned into like something it wasn't before. You know what I mean? No matter how like, you know, entrenched of a Democrat I am, like I, I will always have like, I'm from New Hampshire. I can't not have a libertarian streak. I'm always going to be a little bit of a live free or die motherfucker. Yeah, you 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 want freedom. You don't want to control people. You know, Even with like a lot of the drug stances, oh, a lot yeah. of libertarians want to legalize them, you know, so there's a, there's a lot going for the party too. Libertarians are half Democrat. They're just also half oh, yeah. not Democrats. <laughs> and I'll always say libertarians are are my favorite people to hang out with at parties. Like those are deeply in my heart. They are do my- what you want. Do that. Yeah, do that. Yeah, I'll support you to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> they are deeply in my heart, my people. But when it comes to who I'm going to vote for, it's not Gary Johnson. So it's just, you know. Yeah, and for a lot of reasons, because we got pretty much two parties, whether you want it or not. Yeah, like it's, I had a thought about that earlier, but you know what? Like it's not now. Let's move on. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. two questions. <laughs> oh, yep, uh, yes. First, I somehow got Gary Johnson's contact info. So do we want him on the show? 
You know what? If you want Gary Johnson on the show to review oh. some porn with us, some Aleppo porn, email us, info at two girls, one mic. You should. You should only show performers that are libertarian. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> like this whole... You know, given that it's porn, there are going to be a lot be of them. <laughs> that, that won't be hard. Well, we'll get Evan Stone, who's pretty much, he's pretty much oh, a libertarian. I like Evan. He's a nice he's guy. He's so funny. We had him on, and he was so funny. Mm. He was so he's sweet. Oh, so funny. Oh, yeah. He's hysterical. Quick, quick, quick. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we met him at the AVNs, and because we've reviewed so many things he's been in, like, it, for a second, we kind of both looked at each other like, we got to say something now, don't we? We, we have to talk. <laughs> but he yeah. was, no, he was so nice. He's great with dialogue. He's a really keeps set fun. He's always joking around. Real pleasure. We just recently reviewed, not long ago, Pirates, and I have to say, a whole new level of respect. Oh, yeah. And when we finally reviewed that one, we hadn't watched anything with Stormy Daniels in it yet, and I, I got to oh, admit, yeah. I, would, I would watch her Oh, no, no, before. no, no. We watched the uh, Spaceballs. Oh, yeah, duh, duh. Mm. Those are the two that we'd seen. The parody that era. Point. Yeah. It's, mm. I, I, we do love our parodies here. But the big budget ones from that era were really cool. Oh, yeah. We want people to pay for their porn so they exist again. My good friend Danny Daniels did one of the last really big parodies because it was really on its way out even when we were on our way in. Aww. She did Kill Bill and they had pyrotechnics. They had martial arts experts. They had like rigging so they could fly around with their <gasps> martial arts moves. Like there's no budget for shit like mm-hmm. that anymore. And it's a, such a shame. For a split second, my brain went, we did kill. But, and then I was like, wait, no, it was it was another Quentin one. It was uh, Pulp Fiction. So we need so we need to do Kill Bill. Yes, I agree. Danny's wonderful. <laughs> so I had a totally different question. And th- I know we're backtracking like a few minutes, but we talked about drugs for a second. And a bit, I knew you know your drugs. Uh, so <laughs> I, oh, yeah, Sheree knows her drugs. <laughs> okay. Can Lord. either one of you tell me if 40 doses of LSD is a small amount? No. What do you mean? First of all, doses? Uh, all right, so do you mean? Okay. So we need more context. Is this doses to... S- for one person in a lifetime, for one person at once, for a large group of like what who took these doses when and over what period of time? And like what's a dose? Are you talking about like the tiny little pieces of paper that we used to get? Like tell us more about this situation. We need more so, information necessary. The context is specifically, uh, so there was on the ballot in Oregon, they decriminalized uh, you know, small hardcore drugs. Oh, the amount that someone can have before they go to jail. Exactly. And when I reviewed the oh, yeah. actual bill. On LSD specifically, it said 40 doses of LSD, but it didn't say like how many milligrams or grams or or anything like that. So I didn't understand if 40 doses just sounds like a lot. They probably meant like the old school sheets of paper, right? You know, 40 little stamps or whatever they're calling them. That will probably need further uh, legislation to hammer out what a dose, like what's going to happen. And a lot of times- What's a dose? And and you probably know this already, Alice, there's probably going to be a lawyer who will end up emailing us saying, actually, uh, and please do if you know more than me. But what will probably happen is the first time somebody goes to fucking, you know, somebody comes before a court uh, for having, you know, borderline 40 doses, they're going to be somebody's going to come in. Some uh, toxicological expert will come in and say what a dose is, and then they will define what 40 doses is. And that's through legislation, through a trial is how they will define what exactly 40 mules of LSD is. Uh, so there we Instead go. Instead of some kid in his basement dripping droppers on to yeah. some like blotting paper and going, 
one, you hoping for the best. Yeah, you know? it's, it'll be it'll be done via a couple of toxicology experts and some jackass who has forty pieces of paper. So, but no, that's a really good, that's crazy that they were just like doses. But if you're thinking of a dose as like one trip, like I know a lot of people, if it was the stamps back in the day, would take one or two. So I imagine you could get forty people very high with forty doses. <laughs> and it's, oh, or exactly. one elephant. <laughs> or one elephant, yes, if they're susceptible oh, to that drug. But it's like, mm-hmm. and, and the funny thing is, it's yeah. like, like <laughs> the question is, how many is a dose of mushrooms? Like, is it one gram? Is it five grams? Is it 10 grams? Is it three? Like, it's, you know, because... Do you have to trip to be on a dose? Is it person-specific? Is it... Is it a micro dose that's 0.2 to, to one gram? Like, to, like some mm-hmm. people I know will start tripping when you get any, like, a little bit of tripping when you get above, like, 0.2 grams. Like, it's really like you need a toxicology person to come in and just sit down and then start hammering some shit out, which, of course, eventually legislators are going to be like, oh, you said it's five grams. So you mean 0.5 grams? <laughs> so yeah. that's how that'll work out. I wonder if like marijuana legality that will pass and start growing in more and more and more states. And if so, if they'll let everyone that was in jail for that out immediately. Still working on that with marijuana. Yeah, like yeah. I know they, it's, it's legal out here. And I know, like, haven't they been working on both getting people who were only in jail uh, for nonviolent cannabis crimes out in California? Like, it's been a slow process. But. Yeah, but I don't think that it's done, which is <laughs> yeah. really sad. Slow, annoying process in which people who have gone to jail for nonviolent cannabis uh, crimes are still in jail while, while people are making profits off of it hand over fist out here. That would make me madder than I can even describe. I, I say this, and my husband is the chief scientist at a cannabis company who's, you know, making money. Hand, not hand, yeah. not exactly hand over fist, but, you know, like, I know that there but are... But, yeah. I know that there are people in jail for this who are... who shouldn't be, and that, mm-hmm. like, that's deeply bothersome. Yes. I mean, the problem is that, unfortunately, a lot of this is politics. Like, I know for a fact, and I know someone involved in this process who, back when... So, do you guys remember, like pre-gay marriage uh, being in a ratified by the Supreme Court. It was yeah. done on a state legislature level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back in 2011, gay marriage was passed in New York State. Well, prior to that, Andrew Cuomo actually had to, and I'm not kidding when I say this, and this is not public knowledge, uh, but I know for a fact that in order to get a gay marriage passed, he was actually going to uh, go for weed legalization first, but instead decided to pull back on it uh, so he could get enough support for gay marriage. He yeah. traded weed for gay marriage. Wow. That's a good trade, though. It, yeah, It is a good trade, yeah. I mean, weed is awesome, but like, you know, basic human rights are better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying politics. Yeah. I wonder how many people went, to, like, if they had managed to decrim in that time, like, my question is how many people went to jail in that time for oh, cannabis offenses? Good, like, that's a good thought. Like, yeah. I just I just don't know. And that's just a shitty thing to wonder about. It's like, why did, the fact that they had to trade off on people being able to get married and, you know, be able to join their loved ones in a hospital or where, like, have those rights that, yeah. that straight people have. And, you know, we had to trade off on being able to smoke a joint at the end of the day without worrying about going to jail. Like, I feel like right. we could have just done both good th- politics. Well, ideally, mm. for sure. Right. But yeah. yeah, one day we'll stop sucking as the species. And today is not that day. <laughs> Tomorrow doesn't look so good either. No, we'll see what the week holds, right? <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe by December. I wonder. I wonder how long it'll take. I wonder if when this airs, we'll know who the president is. Still Kanye. Still Kanye. 
I have a hypothesis, by the way. So my hypothesis is I know that this has been, you know, when this episode comes out, it's been sold by now. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be fascinated. And my hypothesis will be proven true, which is that Nevada already counted all the votes, but they're freaking out because Kanye won. They don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) He's big in Nevada. (laughs) <laughs> you know, hey, maybe it's Joe Jorgensen. And I just underestimated her. We all underestimated B- Joe. Go, Joe! <laughs> go, Joe! I was wrong about you, girl! You go! You get Nevada! The real fact of why it took so long with Nevada is because uh, they st- mailed every single individual a vote, an absentee ballot, regardless whether or not uh, they're going to the polls. So, because because of COVID, which is a right. good thing to do. But now they have to cross-reference who went, Wait, yeah. who mailed it, exactly. who did this, who did that, yeah. Did they mail them all? Because abs- in California, they mailed people applications for absentee ballots. Did they mail everyone a ballot or an application for an absentee ballot in Nevada? Great question. I don't know. And I asked that because there was a lot of confusion about that. And that was one of the ways that, uh, that, that was one of the ways that they tried to sow a little bit of confusion about how this is working out. It was because like, at least in California, I know in a few other states, it was, here's your application. Uh, and there was, I think some confusion from, I know one, there was a suggestion that there was a voter fraud. Either someone had attempted to commit voter fraud or they weren't allowed to vote. This one woman had sent in her vote, didn't realize she'd sent in her vote, went to try to vote again. Oh. Uh, and and they're like, and she it's, she either refused to sign off, like to to have her previous vote discounted in order to vote the second Why time. She like just have it discounted yeah, like, if she thought it was a fake. Basically, like she wouldn't sign off to have the previous vote uh, invalidated to do the second vote. So she's like, they're Bizarre. not letting me vote. And it's like, girl, you're trying to vote a second time. You're <laughs> like, trying to vote twice. Yeah. And it's like, you have to say your first one doesn't count then. Like, if I came to the polls in person and someone had told me that I had already voted, do you want to negate that? I would yeah. be like, yeah, because it wasn't me. Exactly. We're doing this now. I'm here. It's me. Yeah. And like, we don't know if somebody else sent that ballot under her name or if she did. Or and like, But the thing is, sign off that you that, that one doesn't count. Like, if it, if it wasn't you, Duh. fucking sign. And like, here's the thing. I have been registered as a, as a mail-by-vote permanently person in California, basically, since I've lived here. But I've only sent my ballot in once. I've gone in to vote pretty much every time because I like the fucking sticker. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but like when I go they in... They send you a sticker with your mail-in. I did not get one of those. Oh, I did, and I wore it all day. We're special in California. But, like, I, you know, I go in and I tell them, hey, I got mailed my ballot, but I'm a piece of shit and I lost it. Uh, And they basically say, all right, we don't know if you're going to, if you're an asshole and you're going to send your ballot in anyway. So we're going to take this ballot provisionally and make sure that we don't get, you know, another ballot from you. And you just have to sign a thing saying that you were a mail in voter. That's the only thing of voter fraud (laughs) there's been so far. One quick thing I do want to mention about what I keep finding online is everybody keeps saying that all registered voters in Nevada receive a ballot, it does not say okay. that it's an application gotcha. for a ballot. No, thank you for clarifying. I wasn't sure. Trying to keep everyone not sick. Yeah. It's good. It's just, it's like, yeah, some people are confused about if they voted or not already. So here's a question. Are you going to run again, Sheree? Uh, for president, no, oh. but I, I do want to get more politically involved, cool. at least, you know, with the industry. I have a couple things kind of stewing to help out my fellow Californian sex workers. So I'm going to try and focus my energy there because there's plenty of politics that need to be tweaked (laughs) or at least vocalized. I think a lot of people, even with like Prop 60 and so many other things that we've dealt with, 
just like the wording on the ballot is already steering you towards an answer. So, so even there's a lot to be done in, in education, advocacy, education. I absolutely agree. I mean, I try talking to even people about porn literacy. People don't understand what does that mean. And I'm not even kidding when I say this. I was called on Twitter. (laughs) I was called a groomer by one of the board members of the RNC because I advocated for porn literacy. A a groomer? Uh Uh-huh. We are living in the era of everything is pedophilia, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. It is. It's really sad. Just, but it's just such an unbelievably stigmatized industry that it's 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 going to take a lot of time and a lot of education just to humanize us to the point where we're worth listening to as people, you know? <sighs> it's so frustrating because you are people, but it's such a stigmatized industry that that's why people say, you do sex. So no. Yeah. Even just silly things like I did a little uh, tongue-in-cheek comedic TikTok where I pretended that someone was catcalling me. And then I was like, it was something like, oh, hey, girl, you got a juicy ass. And I looked down. I'm like, I do have a juicy ass. Birds, I have a juicy ass. Hi, mom, I have a juicy ass. No, I'm sure. A man told me. Like this just (laughs) stupid TikTok. But every comment under it was hurt male ego just devastated damaged hurt male ego like how could you make fun of the people that make that you make all your money off of and i'm like we need to slow way like so so there's a long road ahead of us to make people think we're people Oh my God. If it makes, I don't know, this is, I was about to say, if it makes you feel any better, but like, this is not going to make you feel any better. So here's a story about what I do. Uh, so I, my, my Facebook famous name uh, is Cybabe, short for science and babe. And uh, nice. another, uh, one, he, throw enough makeup on me and I'm passably uh, cute with two you're beers in your system. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this other science writer guy who I used to respect a lot and now think he needs to die in a fire. Uh, I'm just kidding. He's lovely. No, you don't. Uh, wrote, yeah, Jerry Coyne can fuck himself. Uh, he, he, uh, he wrote this article saying, I was selling science with sex and my website was practically pornographic. Um, there was a picture of me with a skirt that showed my knee, like three inches above my knee. Practically God. pornographic. But he's and, like, such a prude. Oh my God. My friend got kicked off of Twitch at the very beginning of Twitch because the owners, when it was just really smally run, like... She would. She didn't want to. When she laughed, she you know smiled like this <laughs> instead of like this. <laughs> she got banned for a few weeks. She, she, she Are you serious for not te- covering her mouth? What? What? That's a mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. I, so men didn't have that rule, which I found interesting. Did she consider selling bath water to the owners? Yeah, right. Oh I know. God. But is I mean, this is years ago oh. when the structure of their company, I'm sure, was quite different. But like, I think the point more is how unimportant you can be just based on your genitalia. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, Jesus and how d- the double standards are just outrageous. Like, I'm sure one of your colleagues could wear a sleeveless shirt or shorts and talk as much as he wanted to, and no one would complain about their knee showing. And yet when you show your knee, oh, it's a it's sexy knee. pornographic. Wait a minute. Yvette, I think uh, I have a new complaint that we should do. Uh, oh, what's the new complaint? Old men knees. <gasps> we should talk a lot about Jerry Coyne's knees because I think he's just trying to sell evolution with his knees. Those old gray man <laughs> knees, Jerry. 
I know you just want people to think about our evolutionary biology tree with your knees, Cherry. Tell people. Why don't old men use lotion? Ooh, because they're dinosaurs that are going to become ash. They're trying to get their knees to match their balls. Oh, no. I mean, let's be oh, honest. No. They, they, they've they been the same, like, ashy wrinkles since they were, like, 18. So they, they finally have to match. So I, I, mm. That just reminded me of something. I have to share this story with you guys. because It involves my housemates and clitoris and uh, sex shaming. And it was, it, it was fucking funny. Uh, so a couple of my housemates last night, I was not there, but the story was relayed to me. And it, it's, mm, so they were at uh, the store and there was a tank full of, of abalone, which of course, you know, when it's suctioned onto the side of the tank, looks a little bit like a, like a clitoris. Uh, and one of the girls in, in the group that was at the store was like, those look like clitoropodies or, you know, you know, the, what, what normal people call them clitorises because they don't, you know, go to the, glee, the Greek ending like I do because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> and one of the guys in the group, because for whatever reason in his old man age of life has turned into a girls are yucky age, which has been very weird for all of us to witness. Anyways, get back to the house. And they're like the two, uh, it was two girls and a guy that were on the uh, shopping trip. Uh, they're still like, huh. We didn't expect that response from him. And they, they make a joke again back at the house about, yeah, we saw like the abalone. They look like a bunch of clitorises. And he's like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to, I want to forget the every clitoris I've ever seen. And like, I, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't witness that because I would have been like, they probably want to forget about you too. But one of the other old guys in the house who has, <laughs> who has knocked up eight women in his, in his life, I believe five of them had abortions. But you know, he, he is, he is a lover of women. The other guy in this house is like, I don't want to forget a single one of them. I think they're great. I want to get my nose right on in there. <laughs> so, Does he like men or he doesn't like anybody? No, now? I think he's just like gotten over women. Like he's just at an a- specifically over women. I think he's just turned asexual. And it's like because of that. Asexual. All right. Well, that's fair. You know, completely yeah. legitimate. It's just weird to hear him be like, like hating on so aggressive about yeah, it like, you know like he made like and i mean there are two women in their in their 20s in the house and this man is in i i think he's i want to say late 50s and like we just have a mix of ages and everything in our house and it's mm-hmm. like it was weird to hear him so aggressively be like fuck your genitalia it's bad like so it was uh, it was nice to hear like another guy who's around his age be like nah clitorises are great nope i like it <laughs> i yeah, like it no they're good want to get Thumbs my nose up. right on in there <laughs> <laughs> that was my house yesterday. Or like share. Cardi B says, swipe it like a credit card. Oh, you know? yeah. Make it wet, unlike, unlike Ben Shapiro is able to. Sorry. <gasps> this We're is sorry. why the U.S. debt is so large. <laughs> oh, no. We're saying, Ben Shapiro, we're starting a charity for your wife for Hitachi for her dry-ass pussy. We're, we're sorry, oh, yeah. girl. I hope she has a Hitachi. We're just saying, like, that was the best cell phone ever. <laughs> Poor thing. Like, I, I just want to know if she actually told him that was a gynecological condition or if he decided, I'll say this and she'll back me up later. Because if she actually said to him, yeah, that's a gynecological condition. My dry pussy's totally normal. That's going a little far to soothe your husband's ego, girl. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. I think it's him. But <laughs> so. Speaking of uh, body parts, and we got off politics for like two seconds, um, but the only reason I'm bringing this up is because, so you had a little bit of fun and you had, um, what's it called? ErectionSeason.com registered? Yes. Yes. Erection yes, season. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Just to encourage people to vote. You know, <laughs> I was like, I'll do anything. Like, you want to see my tits? Just vote. Okay. Like, you know? <laughs> oh my God. This is how just we make attention. democracy happen in America. This is how we should have honestly uh, gotten people to wear masks. There should have been porn involved. Yeah. Something. Oh, Did you see, uh, was it in Georgia? 
some fantastic group of strippers made the best voting ad I've ever seen. If you haven't seen it, you've got to Google it, like stripper voting ad or whatever. And nice. it's, oh, it's, it's like pure we're gold. taking it to the polls. And then- ta- and they were so good. And they were like writing vote on their asses. And they were like twerking. And nice. it was absolutely magical. <sighs> yeah. Sex work for democracy. Yeah. Well, you know what? We have a lot of my social media has a lot of pull, but only in one direction. Most people follow me for sexy reasons. So if I'm going to push them to do anything, I feel like I will do a better job at that if I add a little bit of what they were there for in the beginning to it. Oh, my God. I just realized. Look, I haven't looked at your labia, but depending on our options, we could Mm -hmm. start writing political messaging on your labia. Have you considered that? Yes, you'd need a very fine marker, though. How, well, how small is the message? I don't know. Can it, like, I mean, wrap it, around onto the buttocks, or <laughs> like it could be even like pro or anti, like certain props. It's like, hey, vote again, like vote yes, prop X. Oh, maybe it can be like someone says, asks a question, and then she answers, but it's like real up close, like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can put little googly eyes on certain yeah, parts. Yeah, do you know it. what I mean? Yeah. Oh my god! Or even it—it ha- it has nothing to do with porn. It, you could do like an "Ask Me Anything" where people say yes or no, and then you just have to open your labia with like the answer. Yeah. Oh, like like what is it when we were kids? What do they call the cootie catchers? Where it's like this, this, oh this, god. this, but like, <laughs> has little different answers as you. And eventually, it's like yeah. ask another day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing going at that really frantically and eventually like if it's a, you know, just if you ask frantically enough, like Squirts. the answer is just a waterfall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there has to be a way to work that into a. Ask like, me another question now. <laughs> I demand your questions. Oh. Ask it faster. Ask it faster. Oh, man. From now on, these are how all porn star interviews are going to go moving forward. They're all visual. <laughs> the answers are deep yes. inside. Come, come, my child. Yes. Or like like a magician pulling like fabrics out. It's like, yeah. Where's the answer? Up my ass. I prepared for this. You pull out each answer one at a time. <laughs> no, literally, they're deep inside. We wrote it in felt tip pen. I'm picturing answers coming out on little like tissues. Yes. The magic strings. Where it's like oh, just like, keeps going do, and do, going do, and do, going. Do, 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 do. The constitution <laughs> comes out on tissues. Yes. Yes. Could not only be tissues, you could be like a human jar. So you have like a bunch of pieces of paper in you with answers. There you go. Like a lottery machine with all little ping pong balls in there. It'll be like a show I saw <laughs> in Thailand. I've seen that porn. <laughs> Definitely seen that porn. Been in that porn. <laughs> the elasticity. Yeah, it's impressive. <sighs> All right. So we have some patrons to thank who are going to get the video version of this. And I'm nice. so excited for them to see it because this has been amazing. Fun episode. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so some patrons we want to thank this week include... Brian Gowdy, John, Stranger in a Strange Land, Bethany Nicole, John Wingle, Leon Kassab, Chris Clark, Yaman Chan, Barry W. Lynn... Christopher Wedge, Brent, Dave, Timothy Hamilton, Howard Lee, Haxer, Eris Knight, Dionysus, Shane Wright, Rich, Mark Romer, Wendy Cornwall, and many, many others. And by the way, if you want to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash twogirlsonmike or twogirlsonmike.com and hit the support button where you could give us a one-time donation on PayPal or for all of our bonus content, you could just, you know, sign up and become a patron. Throw us like five bucks a month or something. We 
keep the show running this way. This has been so much fun, Sheree. Where can our listeners find you? I'd say the best place is Instagram because at one time or another, I'll link everything else there. So my Instagram is Sheree Deville XO. Your portal to all things Shri. Ooh, you have a portal. <laughs> Amazing. I like that. Mm-hmm. I do. A Shri portal. And you have, I'm sure, like 52 other places. Like, Well, that's on, the problem. Yeah. How much time do you have? Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's why I'm like, yeah, I'm going to give you the main one. <laughs> and that's the crazy part about when it comes to sex workers. It's like you guys are expected to be on like every new sex work platform that comes up. It's like, oh, the OnlyFans came up or this new competitor that may or may not overtake it. We got to be on that. And then we yep. have to manage Sex Panther. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not kidding. When you when there's like 20 plus platforms minimum you guys are on. Oh, Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Pardon what will be an awful joke. It's one of few times you'll hear a porn star say, I'm spread too wide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Just had to had to slide that yes. one in. Just, I like I appreciate it was that. Stealth. I had mm. to anyways. We always like appreciate it. when you slide stuff in a vet. Mm. <laughs> she slid like, it in so smoothly. I, too. I come well lubed. <laughs> About where can our listeners find more of you? Y'all can find me at the Cybabe over on Twitter and Instagram and over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe where I am snarky and sciencey and trying to explain the pandemic one live stream at a time. Alice, where can our listeners find you and of course more about the podcast? Guys, you could find more about the podcast. Well, cat everywhere on social media. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at TGOM Podcast. But we do always appreciate a review and five stars. And even more, we appreciate you telling, just like you took everyone to the polls, you need to take like five people to listen to this podcast. Five friends who watch porn. Who listen to porn too? We don't know what your habits are, but tell tell a friend who watches porn. Or don't. Tell a friend who watches porn to listen to us. So tell all your friends. Everyone watches. They all watch exactly. porn. So tell or, all well, your take all the ones who don't watch it or, you know, don't admit to watching it and just pull it up and say, look, I've got a podcast for you. You're going to just love it. Just li- just work with me on this. Yes. And then they'll love it. And then they'll admit to watching porn. It's the porn cast your grandmother will love. That's your new tagline. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> speaking of which, I did once, like last year, I was invited to a Christmas dinner pre-COVID. And I did bring up the porn cast in front of someone's grandmother. And I was reprimanded <gasps> by like really yeah because it was my spouse's family ah, but yes. still but i got like a stern talking to from like her grandson but i could tell like in my mind i was like grandma didn't say shit <laughs> oh so, so grandma was interesting was it, the, yeah. pe- the people who people expect to be offended are never offended it's people are like you shouldn't have said that in front of the person who i'm pretending to be offended for yeah, especially like if if I assume once I get older, I'll be even more chill because I'll have lived through even more. Yeah. You know, and have be like, you know what? It, it's not such a big deal. Like even more things that I'm worked up about now. My grandmother was 90 and she had a dirty joke written down in her purse. <laughs> it's, I, I got it. Look, I, I, I want to be that woman. To quote George Carlin, I didn't lick it off the rocks. Like came came from somewhere. I love that. So. Ah. It's a good place to wrap up. Oh, and uh, you guys can find me over at Twitter at Rational Blonde. But otherwise, find us again next week here on Two Girls on Mike. Always. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.